Let's get right to it. David Backus is the big money man with the Bruins. Five years, $30 million. What do you think? I like the deal a lot, Kenny, and, and the reason why I do is not for what he's going to bring on the ice as a third-line center. When you think about that much money and for a third-line center is unbelievable, but what impresses me the most about him, and, and now that I've done more national stuff for the last couple of years and I've, I've gotten to see him up close and personal and, and covered him uh, in the playoffs last offseason, not this past one, but um, the one thing, and we've talked about this on Sunday Skate in the past, is that the one thing that the Bruins have missed the last few years is that leadership. And what I'm not talking about is Dan O'Char or Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci. I'm talking about the guys like a Mark Recchi, a Jerome McGinley, a Sean Fulton, a Johnny Boychuk. They've missed that, and that's part of the reason why they've missed the postseason the last two years. Um, this guy comes in, and he's going to restore that, uh, that energy, that leadership that this team has desperately missed. Uh, and the other thing that he adds is because he's probably, at least as of July 2nd, you know, he will be a third-line center unless Claude Julien decides to uh, put him on the wing with either uh, David Krejci or Patrice Bergeron, uh, that just adds a ton of depth down the middle for this team, and that's something that, that they need. Um, but to answer your question, Kenny, I, I like to move a lot. Um, I just hope, and I tweeted this out yesterday, and I'm sure that the, the Bruins weren't too happy with it, but I just hope he's such a great quote and he's such a genuine guy, and fans around this area are going to love him. I just hope that the Bruins don't stifle that with that, that standard company line that they want their players to to say in the room and, uh, you know, after games and practices and all that stuff, because this guy's a lot of fun and uh, fans are really going to uh, get a feeling uh, and a taste of that once this, once the season starts. Good. I hope they put his locker next to Tuca. Maybe they'll have uh, two good quotes in that room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the big criticism is the age and the term, right? I mean, even Doug Armstrong, the blues GM said he was uncomfortable going five years. What, what do you make of those critiques? Yeah, and, you know, it's a great critique. And, um, you know, Doug Armstrong obviously is a smart GM, and, and, you know, I totally understand where he's coming from. And when you look at guys who play that style of hockey, um, their body, as they get older, it, it's only natural that it, their bodies start to break down. Uh, case in point, we were talking about uh, a similar contract yesterday uh, on ESPN, and we were talking about uh, Milan Lucic. You know, I mean, there was part of the reason why, you know, the L.A. Kings didn't resign besides the salary cap issues in, in Los Angeles was the fact that they understand that, you know, the way he plays, his body's breaking down. And, you know, by the time that he gets to that, you know, the last couple of years of that contract, you know, how healthy is he going to be? Um, and the same could be said for, for David Backus. And when we were talking to him yesterday, he had this great quote. And I think it was, uh, I think it was, D yeah, it was, it was, it was DJ Bean that asked him the question. And he said, look, I'm 32. I'm not 52. You know, I still have plenty of legs left and I still have plenty of energy. And I'm going to prove that in Boston. And when he says that, you know, I, I believe him. Uh, he plays the game the right way. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there has to be some thought in the back of Don Sweeney's head, like, okay, well, what are we going to get out of this guy? And that's why a lot of these contracts are as front loaded as they are, because they'd rather pay the money and get the most out of, out of these, these aged players early on in the contract because as it gets uh, later, they could always buy them out. Case in point, again, Dennis Seinberg. Um, 
So, but you're right. I mean, it, there is a little bit of a concern, um, but they know that that window with this team is closing, you know, with the core group. And if you can add another piece like David Backus to get over that hump and get into the playoffs and possibly go on another Stanley Cup run, that's what they're looking for sooner than later, not down the road. ESPN hockey writer Joe McDonald, our guest here on Sports Radio WEI. I'm Ken Laird. The, I guess the other criticism, or the, at least the comparison, is if you're going to pay David Backus $6 million per year on a long-term deal, why wouldn't you have just paid that Louis Erickson that money or, or Lucic for that matter, right? I know it's not apples to apples because Lucic hit – they had to get, get rid of him at a time when they had contract problems with cap problems, right? But uh, why Backus over Erickson or Lucic? You know, it's a great question, Kenny, and obviously that was the the chatter around the league yesterday was just that. Like, why would you give this guy the money and, and not Louis? I, you know, when it comes to Louis Erickson, I really believe that uh, he wanted to change. Um, it got to a point where he almost did the same thing in Dallas. He had spent, you know, prior to the trade, obviously he had spent his entire career uh, leading up to that trade with Tyler Sagan, you know, with the Dallas Stars. And, and he's admitted it the last couple of seasons in Boston that, he was ready for a change, um, and you can't you can't not think a big reason why he wanted to sign with the Vancouver Canucks was to play with his fellow countrymen, the Sedin Twins. Um, that goes a long way. I mean, they're very close, um, and they play well together at the at the international level. And he wa- he wanted a chance to to play with with good friends and in, in the Sedins. Um, and, you know, I can't blame him for that. I just think he, he maybe, not that he wanted out of Boston, but he just, he wanted a long-term deal that the Bruins weren't going to give him on term. And he did. He, he wanted to play with, with the Sedins. So as far as Lucic goes, uh, I actually spoke with him a couple weeks ago, and I asked him if, if he would want to come back to Boston, knowing that the Bruins are probably going to go the $6 million per season for that type of player. Maybe not a long-term as a lot of these guys want. Um, and he said he would absolutely be welcome to come, you know, to come back to Boston. And then yesterday when I spoke with him, he was actually a little bit surprised that the Bruins never reached out. Uh, he thought that Don Sweeney was going to give him a call and say, hey, what do you think? Um, and Don Sweeney admitted that at, during the draft, but uh, that never came to fruition. Hmm. Uh, you know, the Montreal Canadiens were putting a huge push on Lucic uh, and then he turned him down. Uh, he told me that yesterday that he was, you know, he decided, you know, against it, and he wanted to play with Connor McDavid. Uh, but to answer your question, Kenny, I'm kind of all over the place. My brain's kind of fried after yesterday. Uh, but it, it, I just think that knowing that they weren't going to sign Louis Erickson, they wanted to go in a different direction, even though they need help on defense. This move makes the Bruins a better team, in my opinion, in the short term. I love the leadership quotient too that you talked about. He he has the you know he doesn't have to be a guy that's delivering ten checks a night, but just the grit factor and the and the respect factor. I'm sure he'll he'll gain in that room. But back to as you mentioned, DJ Bean, our good buddy, he did do a, a little piece at wei.com talking about the possession numbers, and I guess it is pretty stark. I mean, Erickson is a more effective puck possession guy. So if that was part of the equation, as good as Backus has been and a Selkie uh, candidate for many many years. Louis was the better possession driver lately. Yeah, Louis one of the best possession guys in the league, without a doubt. Uh, and I think that kind of goes unnoticed in his games, certainly, you know, during his time in Boston. Uh, it, you know, it, it's a great, great question because you talk to Claude Julian, 
the one thing he always talks about is puck possession. And a big reason why they won the Cup in 2011 and they returned in 2013 was the fact that they controlled the play. It starts with faceoffs. When you get guys like David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron winning a massive percentage of faceoffs as they do, you start with the puck. More often than not, you're going to win games. And teams understand that. And Louis Erickson was one of the best, or I should say is one of the best puck possession guys in the league. He is such a cerebral player. And I remember having a conversation with Henrik Lundqvist uh, during last season. And we were talking about the World Cup of Hockey and, and you know, what it's going to be like to play with, you know, with Louis Erickson. And, and so you're talking about one of the best goalies in the world saying that Louis Erickson is one of the best players in the league as far as, like, he just can control the pace of the game. He knows what he wants to do with the puck even before he has it. And then when he gets it, he makes everybody around him better. Um, he's not flashy. He puts the puck in the right position after he has it to allow his line mates, you know, uh, scoring opportunities or he moves back to the point uh, and then he gets to the front of the net. He just knows what to do with the puck. Um, so it is a little strange that the Bruins got away from that with Backus. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that Louis Erickson just wasn't going to re-sign with the Bruins. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, Claude Julien is, is pretty disappointed in that because he loved, he loved Erickson and he loved his game. Uh, Joe McDonald, our guest, just another couple minutes here on Sports Radio WEEI. In terms of, you, as you mentioned, uh, you know, is he going to play center? Is he going to play wing? And I guess David Backus said all the right things yesterday in the conference call with reporters that he's willing to do whatever it takes. Any part of you think that they may deal David Krejci and it'll be Bergeron and Backus as your top two centermen and you use Krejci as a little chip to get a defenseman in here? Well, you, you can never say never. Um, I mean, obviously, Don Sweeney has proved that, you know, he's willing to make that sort of deal, uh, you know, if need be. Uh, but I, I'd be, I don't think it's something that they do right away. Um, I think that they go into the season and, and see how healthy he is. I mean, obviously, you're talking about a guy now who's been often injured the last few seasons. He's already had two hip surgeries. Um, he's, you know, David Krejci has said all the right things. And we know, and Bruins fans know, when he's healthy, he's one of the best players on the ice. Uh, and we saw that at the beginning of last season until he started having the, the hip issue again. Um, but I, I don't think that they go that route right away, Kenny. Um, I think they just wait and see because they know if you have depth down the middle, and we've seen that with Stanley Cup winning teams over the last few seasons, that that is the, the recipe for success. Um, and I just think that if you have David Krejci, Patrice Bergeron, and David Backus as your one, two, and three centers, um, then that bodes well for the Boston Bruins. But I don't think they go that trade route yet. Maybe they see what, what they can get or halfway through next season around the trade deadline. Maybe Don Sweeney and Cam Neely change their mind a little bit, but I would not trade David Krejci. Well, it's a good point. They don't have to do it now. You're right. They've got you know five years. They could, at any point, decide to pull the plug. I am just, uh, you know, on a previous Sunday skate, I asked Andy Brickley, our good buddy, whether Ryan Spooner could play wing, and uh, he, he wasn't too pleased with the idea. So I'm a little bit afraid to ask Brick again. Is, is Spooner ready to play wing? <laughs> well, I'll shoot him a text message afterwards, and I mean, I'm sure he's probably golfing right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the one thing about Ryan Spooner, and we've seen this over the last couple of years, that he's when he finally was given an opportunity and he finally took advantage of it, was that he's more comfortable playing center and he's more productive when he plays center. 
you could tell he was kind of lost in the wing a little bit. He really couldn't uh, utilize his speed and his, his skating ability as much uh, on the, at the wing position as he could at center. Um, but, you know, it, it comes to a point where, you know, Claude Julien's going to look at, at the roster, and he has said it many times, he's like, he's going to get the most out of the players that you get him. And if he needs a guy like Ryan Spooner to, to go to go to the wing, then, you know, he's going to do it. Because, again, you, you look at the teams that have won the Stanley Cup the last few seasons, uh, you have guys that have played out of their comfort zone and have played different positions, and those teams have won because those players are willing to do that. Uh, David Backus said that yesterday. He said, I'll play wherever you want. I'll play third-line center. I'll play wing on the top line. I'll, I'll play you know, wing it with Patrice Bergeron. Like, whatever this team needs to win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to do that. Those players have to have that type of mentality, and Ryan Spooner needs to have that type of mentality as well. Last one, Joe. I'll let you go on this. Uh, I started the show. We were talking about Dave Dombrowski and uh, Danny Ainge <laughs> and Don Sweeney and who's got the tougher job. I think Sweeney's got the toughest job of the bunch. I mean, if, if you just rewind the clock a year to the, to the task those three had, and, you know, Dombrowski and, and, uh, and Sweeney just came in well, so to speak, Sweeney's been around, but you know what I mean? He took over more of the role. It, it is not easy to get from where they are to the next level. You agree or disagree that he's got the tougher job of of those three? Wow, you know, that's a great question, Kenny. It's like I, I wouldn't want any of those jobs. I'm glad I have the one that I have that I can ask those guys questions and, and criticize them for screwing things up all the time or doing things well. Uh, but if, you had a, if I had a pick... I agree with you, Kenny. I think Don Sweeney does have, have the tougher job uh, only because of, you know, what this team uh, accomplished a few years ago, five years ago, uh, three years ago, and in, in winning a Stanley Cup and getting back to the finals. And you still have the same core in place. Now you're just trying to figure out how to make them better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Don Sweeney does have a tough job. But I'm glad we're on this side of the fence and, and not having to deal with what they do ever, on a daily basis. Hey, Joe, enjoy your holiday weekend, buddy. Appreciate the uh, the time and the insight, and keep up the great work. All right, Kenny, I appreciate it. You too, man.